Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Oh, welcome back and welcome into the studio to your final playoff episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. Much to the chagrin of a few people out there, I am not alone today. I am joined as always, well, first of all, as always, I am Adam Lund and I am joined by my and your favorite, well, some people's favorite co-hosters, Mass Singer Aficionado, Hell's Kitchen Aficionado, Big Brother Aficionado, Poutine Fest Grand Prize winner, uh, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Mr. Boucher, welcome back. Thank you so much. Uh, glad to be back. Uh, sorry for all those who were uh, looking forward to uh, hearing my voice last week. I was a little under the weather, uh, non-COVID related. Uh, so that is uh, very good news. And uh, yes, um I know there was a few people who uh, made comments that uh, they preferred <laughs> Adam's show by himself last week. Uh, so I do apologize to those individuals who have to hear my voice again. <laughs> the only way you're getting rid of me is in a body bag. Legit, because I went upstairs and I'm like, I don't like that anymore. Uh, that is, that was not fun. Uh, I mean, it was kind of a little fun, I guess, to go back kicking it old school the way I used to do it. But... When you're used to talking to yourself, Chris, for almost three years now, uh, not having somebody to bounce ideas off, it's uh, it takes a bit. And I can only talk about uh, TV shows by myself for so long, right? Like, I only know a few. Um, so we'll just jump right into that. Uh, you know, we talked a lot. We'll just quickly recap it. Corey was the eventual winner. You, would, yes. you did pick that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said last week, she just she just, her leadership just took over. And um, I guess I I have no doubts that Mary Lou will find herself in the uh, in the Gordon Ramsay future oh. uh, if she wanted it. Yeah, yeah. She's she's a bright future. I uh, still don't. I think they did an update. Her and Corey, uh, not Cody. Uh, her uh, her and Cody. Cody. Uh, there's a little update about them on the uh, Hell's Kitchen Instagram page. Oh. So I won't ruin it for if you want to check it out. There, it's uh, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. Um. There's other. Uh, I saw. I saw you want to talk about this Young Gun show. Yeah. Have you seen the the? Did you see the debut or the preview of it? I guess I saw the previews. Uh, I'll get it. I'll give it a chance. Everyone under. T- I kind of wonder. Like, it's easy to yell at adults, and I, I. It's his kids, so it's different. But when he cooks with kids, he's so good with them. Yeah. But I feel like this is going to be, you know, from what I've seen in a few years and watching this full season, Gordon Ramsay's turned to eleven when he gets in that kitchen on uh, service night. I feel like this will be Gordon Ramsay at like eight. What is it? Is it under twenty three? Under twenty three, yeah. Oh, well, you know, so eighteen a, to twenty three. I would well, imagine. still adults. I'd, I'd I'd be yelling it too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd be like a loose cannon. Like it's he's you can't you can't just it makes sense. I mean, it's Hell Kitchen kids or you know yeah. Master Chef yeah. kids be easy on them, but eighteen to twenty three. These are these are adults. Just give game them on. Hell. Give them hell. <laughs> uh, all right, people missed your Big Brother updates. Um, you said just before we jumped on here, my random pick, Tara, seems to be making things happen. So uh, what do you got for us? Yeah, so uh, brief recap of the past couple of weeks. Uh, so last uh, last week was a fake double eviction. Uh, so you had uh, Jetson uh, was evicted. Uh, and as he walked out of the house, there was someone uh, sitting there with like a, a sign that says, Shh, you're still in the game. And they let him into some secret room oh okay um and immediately after that uh rissa comes on and says yo this is a double eviction and they're like oh my god oh my god anyway so they have a how to household they have a power veto and another eviction 
Tara is evicted, and as she walks out of the house, this person standing there with a sign saying, shh, you're still in the game. So Ooh. she then goes into the same room with, with Jedson, and she apologizes to Jedson because she voted for him to be evicted, and she was just you know playing, you know, doing the whole damage yeah, control. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it turns out her and Jedson had to compete in a little competition to see which one would go back into the house. Uh, Tara, uh, Tara won. And so she went back into the house. Nice. And uh, it was absolute chaos because everybody said, well, Jetson's like a comp beast. So there's no way that Tara's going to, you know, no way Tara's going to beat a comp beast. And yeah. so she beats a comp beast. So her resume is getting up there. Uh, What's a comp beast? Like someone who's really comp, good competition? Competition beast. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. to say that she, she helped her resume is, is starting to stack up because she can say that she evicted Jetson twice. Nice. Because um, Jetson was, was a favorite to win the game. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so right now we're we're at Final Four. Uh, last week there was uh, Braden was the head of household, and uh, he um, nominated uh, Beth, Beth and Tara. Yep. Braden won the power veto, so he, you know, had a household power veto, kept his nominations the same. Beth was evicted. Uh, so now there's a final four. Uh, there's uh, Kiefer, there's Tashawn, there is Beth, and Tara. And Tara. Yeah, so that's final four. Um, head of household competition is uh, is this evening. Uh, obviously, I already know who won because I've been reading on the spoilers, but the live feeds. You got to stay off the spoilers, I know, bro. <laughs> the live feeds are, have been turned off. Uh, because the finale is this Thursday night. Okay. Uh, so we will find out who the big winner of Big Brother Canada is this Thursday night. Uh, and yeah, so it's going to be uh, going to be good. All right, our final show. So a quick shout out. Thanks uh, QMJHL for allowing us to have a hockey season to finish off two TV shows. I don't know if we'll get the third one, but uh, this is unprecedented time. Mass Singer. Uh, you know, I messaged you. It was a karaoke event, which seems kind of silly because. Every week seems to be a karaoke yeah. karaoke week. Uh, I didn't really watch it. Uh, there was no elimination, so um, I didn't really watch it. I guess I'll just ask you. You know, you heard me talk last week. I kind of am coming around to the Hanson. Um, I'm still holding out hope that the Russian dolls are 98 degrees, and, and then I kind of figured Piglet could be Nick Lachey. Yes. So then my mind the other day was like, what if the it's the other three that are the dolls and it's Nick that's the piglet, and it's all four of them in the show. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Um, what What do you What are your thoughts? What do you you you, you gave me a clue that that I was kind of getting close with piglet. Yes, uh, because on last uh, last week's show there was a clue that said something about um, um, three thousand something thirty seven hundred rushing feet. yards per game, or uh, I don't know something like that. It was, uh, anyways, if you took that number and basically flipped it to yardage, yeah, it was 98 yards, 90, yeah, okay, 98, yeah. 98 yeah, degrees. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's Nick Lachey. It could very well be his brother, Drew, I think is. Drew, Drew. yeah, I was like, what's his brother's I think name? It's Drew Lachey. So uh, it's it's definitely one of the one of the Lacheys. Um, I'm just not, I don't know. I, I think it's Nick. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Nick. Well, you were you were kind of on the the boy band. It was one of the boy bands. Whether yep. it was a, a AJ, I think it's a, I said AJ, AJ McLean yeah. Uh, yeah. or Nick Lachey. I'm going with Nick Lachey. 
Russian dolls of Hanson. Like I'll just sit here and say Hanson and for all every yeah. every every day. So um, I think uh, Black Swan uh, is JoJo. Yeah, yeah. I I've think. been I've been coming on to yeah. that one too. So yeah, the last last week's episode wasn't much. It was just a masky award, and I I just never I never watched it. It was straight up boring. <laughs> uh, so back to the singing this week. Thank goodness. So we'll see. I don't know how many more shows we got in this, but we'll see. I don't think we'll get to the end of the Mass Singer. So we should go two for three on, on shows this week. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast. Again, on TikTok. I don't know how many TikToks I'm going to be doing, but you can follow us and you can hit the like and subscribe button here on YouTube. Uh, quick question. So the 2021 Memorial Cup is slated to be 2022. Here. 2022. Damn typo. Uh, slated to be here in the QMJHL. Um, and we heard Corto talk about it on 31 Thoughts podcast. Who would your front runner be to host? I mean, we heard before all this COVID that it was St. John, it was Quebec. Um, I saw you on Twitter. I can't remember who you retweeted saying, um, if say if Shawinigan's all in, uh, you're you're in to go back there again as you made some very good friends. Your dad met your dad there. That's right. Um, Robbie Falls. Robbie Falls. Like, do, what team do you see as a legitimate? Uh, Mem Cup host because if I'm basing between St. John and Quebec, uh, I think St. John's got more work than they uh, than they've let on that they're gonna need. They, they need a, a big, uh, quite a big overhaul. Mm-hmm. And as a host, it's it's a little easier to get in, but you want to make sure you're getting to that final, getting a championship. So I, I don't know if I mean St. John's whole plan from day one of this rebuild was for the 2022 Memorial Cup and. Based on this season, I'm not sure how like they got a lot of work to get to get there. They really do. Um, it's it's going to be a tough call. Uh, I would, um, you know, I think uh, I'm not sure if it was uh, Jamie Tozer interviewed Trevor Georgie, but uh, there was talks that uh, financially, I don't think St. John's going to be able to step up to the plate right. and make a bid. So. If St. John's off the table, then you got to look at Quebec. Uh, they've got the rink, they've got the hotels, they've got everything in that city to to host. Um, Schwinnigan, I would absolutely love to go back to Schwinnigan. Uh, that was an absolute gong show of uh, of a ten days uh, there in in two thousand twelve. Part of me wants to say maybe Charlottetown. Uh, you know, they've uh, this is a team that's never made a Q final. Uh, but uh, and all of a sudden you step up and, and you want to host the the Memorial Cup. You're automatically got your bid in. They're looking pretty good for next year already on on paper. Mm-hmm. You know they'll, they'll need to get another goaltender. I don't I don't really trust Jacob Gooby running with the uh, uh, running with it in Charlottetown for next season. Uh, I don't know. I mean it, it's it's I think it'll come down to to Quebec. Would Blainville be a a nice little sleeper. They've kind of well, built a pretty good team, but I don't know what they have for hotels and arena structure. I mean, right? they've got a good, they've got a good rink. They've got a lot of hotels around there, but they're kind of in a situation where, you know, they're kind of looking good this year. I don't think if I don't know if we'll have it, uh, have it in them to get another year uh, next year. Um, I think they might might even sell off next year. And Gatineau was just one year too late, right? Gatineau's kind of going in for twenty twenty three. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah, because which I if mean, you host, you can kind of expedite that and kind of buy, and you're guaranteed to go in, right? That's a, it. Gatineau's a tough one because uh, they you know on the back end that's probably only going to be a two year player in the queue. Yeah. Um, unless of course you know he's he's a highly touted defenseman. Uh, he's played this year. 
could play next year. He'll be a high pick probably in the NHL draft in, in 2022. So uh, I, I don't know if he'll be back. He probably will be. Um, but I just think, you know, for, for them to, to go and uh, uh, load up for next season with all – I mean, they basically have a Memorial Cup with a bunch of 17-year-olds. Uh, which would not uh, which would not look very good. So, uh, Quebec, Shawinigan, Charlottetown, St. John, those are those are my guesses. Those are pretty good guesses. I mean, it's an it's an interesting question, and it's you know we heard it for for year after year after year. You know, St. John had a plan. They were putting a plan together. They were getting all these free agents and getting guys to report. And now, you know, they look like they're just kind of in a what do we do? Do we rebuild this whole thing again? Do we retool it quickly? So I, I kind of feel like Quebec is the team, you know, between Quebec and Shawinigan to to host it. If it's if it's one of those teams, and you know, Shawinigan's got the goaltending in the back end. They've got uh, Maverick Bork. I don't think he'll be going he's, to. No, he, he's I don't think he's. Next I don't even think he's signed. Is he? Uh, I think yeah, he's signed. Is he? Okay. Yeah. But they've got they you know. They added they well they tried to add Forche but he was gone this year but they they still have pieces that they can mm-hmm. add oh yeah they, they they look really good uh they're uh, they're they're going to be a serious contender next year they're probably how big is that rink Schwinnigan yeah. 30, 3,500. so it's, it's it's a smaller venue uh but the atmosphere, I do remember watching it it was it was crazy oh the atmosphere is f- friggin' like ridiculous Right, Those are gonna... my air horns, by the way. Nice. Yeah, no, we'll keep that soundbite for <laughs> for future shows. But uh, all right, let's get to news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. Made speaking of Schwinnigan professional transition by both of us here, uh, from a team that could host the Memorial Cup next year to a team that was bounced in game five, a shutout by Ramuski. Uh Creed Jones took him higher. A uh, little bit of a redemption story for him after being quarantining, then in Ramuski, then quarantining in St. John, then going back to Ramuski, quarantine or wherever he came from for St. John, like just quarantine after quarantine for him to shut out St. John and or Schwinnigan and get Ramuski on to round two. I mean, that's just uh, good on him. Like he he deserves every part of that win. Oh yeah, I didn't. Uh, not a lot of people saw that one coming, nope. considering they were Ramuski was with was without Balduk the entire series. Yeah, and he's their you know he's their go to guy. Uh, so that was a huge huge surprise. Um, I don't think we're going to see another one. I, honestly, I haven't been paying much attention to the to the Quebec uh, the Quebec side. Yeah, it's kind of uh, like the NHL. Like I have no idea what's going on in the other three divisions other than the North. Mm-hmm. Like I just you, you see a few highlights. So right now it's uh, Charlottetown versus Bathurst, which we know. Right, we'll get into that. Surprise guest coming up. Um, Ramuski's got to slay the dragon in Valdor. Mm. Um, Victoriaville has moved on. Chicoutimi moved on. Uh, Blainville is up 2-1 on Gatineau, and I believe they play tonight as we record, right. uh, which is Monday. And then they play again Wednesday night to end for game five, I guess, of that series. So is that the only series that's left? Yeah, because okay. Quebec, swept, Quebec swept Drummondville. So Blainville and Blainville's up 2-1 on Gatineau, so... Gatineau gets a victory to tonight or Monday night when you listen to this. Wednesday's game five, we could have two two potential upsets. There we go. Yeah, perfect. Uh, fun. Yeah, this is why playoffs are awesome. Yep. Uh, yeah, Vermuski. Uh, 
I think your I think your road's going to come to an end. I would um, yeah against uh, against Valdor, uh, and we'll wait to make the other predictions. Yeah, because next yeah they won't start again till one. This that won't start this weekend. I don't think would they? Uh, I I would guess if yeah another maybe. part of the news every it is only Monday. Yeah, the so. rest of the uh, the rest of the queue now will be will play in Quebec, um, at the Videotron Center. So I mean they potentially could could start a couple of those series this weekend. Mm-hmm. We don't know if Charlottetown and and uh, Bathurst are going to be in Quebec or if they're going to play on the island first. Um, but I mean yeah they could go as early as as uh, Monday I guess or Saturday. I keep forgetting I'm so lost track of my days right now, man. Like yeah. this is stupid COVID. <laughs> <laughs> stupid COVID. Uh, what else we got for news here? Oh yeah, the uh, the Quebec. We saw a goalie goal. We saw a goalie goal. Quebec uh, as they swept Drummondville. Thomas again with the goal, and I I don't know French. Can't read it. <laughs> I did translate an article, um, and I can't think of the play by play guy play by play guy's name for the Drummondville Vulture. It's escaping me right now, but he just took a boatload of harsh completely unfair criticism for not being excited for a goalie goal. And that's something for fans to get excited about. And I know, you know, announcers, you're not going to see that all the time, but I mean, this guy has been the announcer for, I think 12 or 13, eight or 10, I don't know, many, many years, more than at least eight. I think I, you can't go after God. Social media sucks. Sometimes just complete unfair criticism for a guy whose team was just swept. Sorry for not being excited, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's it really does. It was a little a little silly that uh, uh, that you know took some criticism. I mean, you're the team you're you know you call is is being eliminated, and a goalie just scored against you. I mean, are you really going to be jacked up for that? But then you turn over and you get the Quebec feed, uh, and they they were absolutely loving it. Yeah, uh, uh, it's uh, I think uh, Daniel LeBlanc tweeted out the uh, the Quebec announcers uh, they're they're going nuts, and you know so it's just the change in. Uh, and then they eventually took the video down because yes. of all the criticism the yeah. Drummondville guy was getting. And I can't find his name, and it's really bugging me. Um, is it Bolu? I think I forget what it is, but yeah, I know he's took a lot of took a lot of heat yeah. and uh, just not. Uh, it wasn't right, you know. It's because uh, it got every pick up. It was picked up by a lot of news, you know, TSN, yeah. Sportsnet, and that's where the heat came from, right? Is um, just those idiot hockey fans that are like, <laughs> that's what guys, they sound like. Guys that's that what... couldn't couldn't do his job on on oh, their no. on his worst day. They couldn't uh, they couldn't do his job. The team. Team of the week for the QMJHL, uh, Theo Rochette for the Rempar, three games, one goal, five assists. Matthew DeGagne for Bathurst, three games, two goals, four assists. And our Connor Ri- Richard or Richards. Richards, yeah. Connor Richards. Hey, it must be, it must be a mef- uh, the nephew of Brad Richards. Yeah. Actually, you know what? He was calling him Richard. Richard. He just kept calling him Richard, and I'm just like, that's... I just kept, yeah, I just kept thinking first name. So Connor Rich- Richard, um, one goal, four assists. Uh, defenseman Jeremy Biakopatuka for Ramuski, three games, two goals, two assists. Miguel Turngay for Blainville, three games, two goals, three assists. And goaltender Thomas Seguin. Seguin. Uh, Seguin. Seguin. Sorry. Three wins, 2.2 goals against average, a 940 winning percentage. So that is your team of the week for this week. 
Nice to see us represented one final time. Let's get into the Weekly Rewind. Weekly Rewind. (laughs) That's it. That's all for the playoffs. They've come to an end for the Moncton Wildcats. Uh, Like I said on a few of the post-game shows, a post away. That. Away from uh, having a chance to win in their in on Sunday, but it was not to be. Uh, So we'll recap some of these games. Last Wednesday, uh, the Wildcats came in down 0-2 on the road. They treated it like they needed to win. Um, Actually, they were 1-2 by that time. And what an unbelievable hockey game against Bathurst last last Wednesday. Just, I don't even, it's crazy. They just were, didn't start on time, took their time, and... Slowly kind of kept chipping away at the lead. And, you know, when they took that, we talked about it many times. You had to play discipline. You had to be disciplined, especially against Bathurst, um, who was killing us on the power play. Ben and MacArthur got that power play goal to make it four to four to two or three to two. Three to one. Three to three two. two. Yeah. Three, three to two. We'll get it. And it's yeah. long. It's yeah. a COVID, COVID week. Um, three to two. And I, I'm not going to lie. I thought that was curtains. Uh, you take a, a, I think it was too many men on the ice, um, which is just a, a a dumb penalty for lack of better terms. It's your miscommunication on the bench. They make us pay, and I, you know I won't lie. I thought I thought that was it. That was over the end of our playoffs, right then and there. And then our captain doing what our captain does. Well, I thought it was over when um, Isenza took that penalty with about. Uh... Eight, seven, or eight minutes left in the in the third. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, was that? Uh, am I correct when I uh, when I say that? Yep. Isenza. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thirteen. Um, actually, no. What was it? Offsetting. Nope. Oh yeah, it was offsetting. No, Moncton actually had a power play to that one. Not bad. My that's my bad. I thought that was um my bad. You um, might have been talking about last night. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, let's get let's let's get to that because that was the craziest. Two minutes of hockey that uh, I can remember in for a very long time. Uh, it literally seemed as if Lund Cornish gets to the bench, Hudson comes on. I, I think Lund, Lund Cornish might have been on the bench for maybe three seconds. Yeah, Hudson went right to the net. Yeah, he knew exactly where to yeah. go. Uh, it's like the puck followed him there. Uh, and you know, yeah. Uh, with you tie the game up and there's still, you know, a minute in in at this point, a minute and probably thirty thirty nine. Maybe my math is terrible, but you're thinking we're going know, to overtime. We're going overtime. Yeah. Um. But then it's just what happened next. Sixteen seconds later was just uh yeah that was um for an arena that only had two thousand two hundred people in there place was was going nuts oh it sounded yeah, uh, oh, yeah. it sounded like it was a full house of eight thousand people uh and that was really really nice really really cool to hear um and it shouldn't have been like that uh it was just such a soft play by uh by bathurst and yep. and uh you know you, you, if, if they're gonna play that soft if they're if they're playing for overtime Take advantage, hundred percent, and that's uh, and that's that's what Moncton did, and then uh, so yeah, Richard scores sixteen seconds later, and then you're like, okay, well, 
you know, a minute and a half, you get a one goal lead, still plenty of time. Uh, and don't go into a shell. Don't go into a shell. Exactly. Don't go into a shell. Don't, don't, you know, don't Because you know their out. goalie's coming out. How they pulled it off. Um, and dude, that was probably one of the craziest, uh, <laughs> craziest atmospheres that uh, I, I've seen in, in quite some time. I got about yay high off the, oh, yeah. off my seat. When yeah. Hudson scored, I just come right up and I had to catch myself because I didn't want to go over the seat in front of me, but. Um, it was just, yeah, I've, that's one of the crazier games I've seen. And, uh, you know, it was not quite as loud as the Pelche goal last year, but it was loud for 2,200 oh, oh, yeah. people. Like that's when, yeah. when I say atmosphere, like that's right up there with that, with that Ramuski game. Um, yep. yeah, but 2,200 people making that much, that much noise. That was, that was really good to hear. That was awesome. And that gave us that that tied everyone at two two. And in the post game show, I said if you'd asked this this group with two games left in a whatever type of playoffs you're going to get, you have a chance. That's exactly what they want. They went into Bathurst on Saturday night, um, had a lead, took a three one lead into or three two lead into the second. I mean, I don't know about you, but are you feeling twenty <laughs> two? Come, on, I'm on TikTok too much. Um, their second periods so far in the playoffs have been much better after the first two games. They're actually their second periods actually became exciting to watch. They got that three. They had a three-one lead. Um, you know, Jackson Bellamy getting the the goal three-two, and then it just Anthony Hamel mm. with the tip uh, with about a minute or ten minutes left in the second period and you kind of felt that this game was going to to overtime. And that was the night that uh, Iacenza had had a tough night, taking a few penalties, but totally redeeming himself. Oh, God, yes. Scoring, a, scoring two goals. Uh, you know, if you're going to take penalties that we'll get into things next week about uh, the team and what we're looking for next year, but you got to just skate away sometimes. Um, yeah, he took that early roughing penalty and then comes right off the bench, puts the puck in the net. Um and then, sadly, our hearts were broken in double overtime as Riley Kidney, or Ben Allison, sent Bathurst to the round two against the Mer- against Charlottetown. I mean, so many chances. So many chances in overtime. Yeah, but uh, you know what? Uh, you said it right. You said, uh, I mean, this game, this team got, I mean, two more wins than... Most people expected them probably to win. Yep. Um, when we had uh, Jamie on the show a couple of weeks ago, we said, you know, um, we were all three of us said that we thought Bathurst was going to win this, uh, and and they did. So uh, that's not to say that and you know you, you know deep down that Jamie wanted the Sea Dogs to Sea Dogs to win, and you yeah. know as as his tweet said last night. Uh, provincial silver medalists. <laughs> that was uh, good. That was really good. <laughs> that was good. I, I, I was a huge fan. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, as much as that double overtime goal hurt, it was also like, it was, it was, you came out with it as a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Um, there was, there was no reason uh, for, for them to be down on themselves, uh, obviously to, to have to come back and play, you know, the next night in, you know, people were calling it a, meaning, a meaningless game. Was it a meaningless game? Technically, yes. In the standings, yes. But uh, but for the players, it wasn't. Yeah, especially uh, the 20s. Yeah. 
they they proved that on both was, sides. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they they proved that they um, you know they wanted to be there um, and you know there's nothing to be ashamed about. It, it, it's you know if this was if this was last season you know and uh, you know Bathurst would have scored an overtime a double overtime game winning goal. I probably would have let off let out a few f bombs. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know it, it, this was just like uh, you know it was like oh you know because they you know they work so hard uh to to get where they were and um you know there's absolutely nothing to be to be ashamed about like it's nope. you've got um arguably i mean if you can get someone on your team every year that works as hard as Jacob Hudson does like he obviously learned from Pelche yeah and he brought it into this team if you we can get someone that that steps in next year and works as hard as Jacob Hudson uh, does uh, we're going to be fine? Um, I believe the guy that's got the closest shot is sixteen, Langwall. Yeah, I mean, if there's a guy that learned from that group last year, learned from Jacob Hudson being mm-hmm. on his line, yeah, that's he a, would that's be one of them. Prime, a prime yeah. example. Um, so yeah, that's you know, if there's a player that deserves to have a to maybe wear a C next year, I think it might be might be him. Um, but there's going to be other candidates. Uh, but yeah, like like I said, if if there's you know, we we still have the the Sea Dogs game to talk about. Yeah. I mean, it's not Which, really much to talk about. No, you, I, there was gonna if there's anything. I mean, obviously the twenty year olds were gonna be the three stars. Yeah. That was obvious. Um, <laughs> obvious to everyone but one person in the building. Yeah. Um, it, you said it though. I mean, losing the way they did in double overtime, and they didn't show it, but you know, from the announcers, Dakota Line Corners took a while to to kind of collect himself, and obviously, I mean, he, he made an unbelievable save to. On a two-on, I guess it was a two-on-one that turned into a guy right in front of the net. Um, it's just, <laughs> I joke to you, I can't remember one of the games. We were robbed of seeing our full potential last year with COVID. And just due to injuries, we were robbed of seeing this team's full potential again this year. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd said to Chris and I uh, in our message group, like, six injuries this team was overcoming. The seventh one, which was a 20-year-old defenseman, just the hill was too much to climb. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't. Uh, I thought last night was going to get ugly. Uh, you know, up three nothing. It just didn't look like Moncton had anything left in the tank. Arguably, you you would expect that. Um, playing the night before, getting in at two, three o'clock in the morning, whatever time you get home from Bathurst. Right. Thank God it wasn't at two p.m. But like this, like we've seen night after night after night with this hockey club, they just got one goal. They started chipping away, started chipping away, and again one goal away from being provincial silver medalists. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like it's just, I don't know. You know, we, we three, four weeks ago, we kind of said this should be Philly on's net. Um, He's your future ride or die with him. And I mean, Dakota Lund Cornish did everything in his power. Um, He saved his best for last. He was unbelievable. Back to back Q saves of the night. Granted, we were the only game playing. Back-to-back Q saves of the night. I mean, there, there's nothing more you can say about him. He did everything that that we needed him to do. Yeah, I want to address that. Um, I've been I've been tough on him. Yep. Uh, I've been very tough on him. Uh, and not to when did I make the when did I say uh, I was talking about about him probably three weeks ago, just before the playoffs started. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I. I <laughs> Maybe he listens. Maybe he doesn't. 
But it just seemed that he began to play much better after we spoke bad things about him. Not uh, him as a person. As a player. The product his, on the ice. That's correct. Yes. Uh, the on-ice performance. Yes. Uh, so, obviously, we're not going to sit here and say it's because of us, <laughs> uh, but it was... Uh, it was. It was. He he really stepped up his game. Like he was yeah. the the twenty year old goaltender that you need uh, to to have you know show up every night if you if you want to have a chance to win. And uh, he did the job. Um, you know, I thought maybe with Sunday's game not meaning anything in the standings, maybe it'd be uh, a Philly on start. But I mean, why start a goalie? Your 16-year-old when it's your 20-year-old goalie's last game in the league. I worried at three goals on nine shots. How do you pull your 20-year-old? That's another when thing. When he had, like, you know, you couldn't have faulted him for having nothing left. And I looked at Layla, and I'm like, this could get ugly, but how do you pull your 20-year-old in his final game after three goals on nine shots? And mm-hmm. credit him. I think he had 38 saves Saturday night, 40 saves last night. Like, you know, there was a couple games, I can't remember which ones, through the arm and tough bounces but he just responded right back it's like he had to let that first one in that was not very good and then he was good then he like get that one out of the way so it didn't cost us and mm-hmm. then you're good mm-hmm. it's uh you know no they he rebounded uh got into a groove um the team i think settled down yeah. uh it was obviously you know i think their emotions were still kind of in the back of their minds after the loss yep. uh, uh, up in Bathurst. And um, I think it kind of just clicked in that, oh, shit, I mean, we have a game to play. <laughs> um, and they got it going, right? Yeah. Uh, they, they, and, they, and they got it going. It was, um, you know, <laughs> they could have, like you said, they could have just, you know, called it a, called it a day and, and just given up. But, nope, it was, yep. they, they kept playing, they kept playing, they kept playing, and, you know, it's uh, got the lead, and then it was it was just a back and forth game. It was crazy, um, and it just shows that the team doesn't quit. Uh, and you know, it's I think we've said thousands of times on the show. It doesn't matter if they lose by nine goals, uh, as long as they compete hard, we'd be happy. Mm-hmm. And just to think that this team, you know, to say that this team succeeded expectations, I mean. They did so by a by a mile, and uh, it was. Uh, I, I I think it starts behind the bench, and you know if this was a full season, and the team finished where they did uh, at you know near five hundred, I think Dan Lacroix is a coach of the year candidate. I still think he is, but I think Valdor and Ramuski and Jim Holton mm-hmm. because Ramuski got the upset. I think that puts him. Had we gone. Had we gone and been provincial gold medalists and got to play Charlottetown, I, I have no doubt that it's not down the qual. But I think just Valdor's pretty strong. Charlottetown's obviously strong. And I think Ramuski having the team they had and upsetting Schwinnigan, I think those would be your three Coach of the Year candidates. Yeah, I just don't know if, if playoff performance has anything to do with, with who gets selected. That's true, that's true, that's true. So, I mean, Serge Boslake can go and, <laughs> you know... Um, but no, if this was a full season and you know the Wildcats had played 500, given uh, you know their injuries and the trades they've made and the players they yeah. lost, and I would seriously have Dan Lacroix as one of the three Coach of the Year candidates. Uh, so 
Uh, I know that next week we're we're gonna preview next year's team uh, yeah. as as much as we can. Um, but to think that you know we still have him on the bench, fingers crossed, for the next uh, I think two. I think he's locked in for another yeah. two years. Um, given a he gets a better opportunity somewhere, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, I, you know this the outlook is is very very good. Uh, and you know we'll have all our injured guys back. Wow, so our top six back. Our top six. <laughs> I, I it's it's just it blows my mind that you had six guys out of the lineup that could literally form your top two lines. Yep, and they still managed to. Just go two and know, four and be un- impulsed away. Un- unbelievable. Yeah. Just crazy. Uh I don't think it's you know if there's anyone out there that's that wants to take a dump on this team um for for any reason, uh come through me first and then we'll then we'll chat. Hundred percent. He's tougher than I am, so once you get through him, I'll take the scrap. I go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got a we got a special guest. Uh so let's uh let's get to that. View from the other bench. All right, our, our second last show. We couldn't uh, we couldn't have him on for the playoff preview, so we brought him in to recap the round robin. Um, we figured we'd bring in Johnny Rocket from Zulareta Junior. The what? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Jonathan Wall, uh, sir, how you doing? Pretty good yourself. Well, I was doing good until I butchered that. <laughs> That was actually not that bad. I Just mean, ask him who Jason's who Jason is. <laughs> Who's Jason? Jason you got Tyson. a third member? Yeah, the third member of the team, yes. <laughs> Have you calmed down since Saturday? I talked to you. You're having a few heart attacks. How are you doing? About five, I think, during the game. Um, yeah, so, I mean, everything, the dust came down, and uh, we're, I'm, I'm pretty happy that we're moving on. Uh, but to be honest with you, as much as I was like, oh, man, six games still against – against uh, Moncton, against St. John. It's going to yeah. suck, but yeah. that round-robin thing was a heck of a ride, to be honest with you. So um, I'm happy it's over because we won, but it was kind of nice. But now we won't see any hockey up until next year, so that's the sad part. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you'll see some on TV, but you won't actually get to see any. It's, it's not the same. No. It's not. How is the uh, how is the atmosphere in in Bathurst and around you know like you said it's the same teams over and over uh, did it did it feel different did it did it feel like a play a regular playoff atmosphere in the rink? Um, I'd say like the first maybe like two three well the first two games in Bathurst um, it was all right I mean it, you were not sold out crowds yeah. like a COVID sellout yeah, exactly like <laughs> yeah. uh, thirteen hundred I think. Um, but the last two games, like the boat in the overtimes were amazing. I can only imagine the game that we won against our, you guys, mm-hmm. uh, if it was a real set out crowd, crowd, man, the roof would have like just blown away. It was crazy. Right. When Allison scored a goal, man, I think I jumped like five feet high <laughs> in the sky and I'm six foot six. So that's pretty high. <laughs> Well, I think that was probably the same for us when uh, when Richard scored in uh, you know that uh, when Bathurst, Wednesday night one yeah. Wednesday night game when you know Bathurst just decided to play for overtime with a minute and a half left. Uh, but uh, no, that I, that was like you said, man. This is this was a crazy, the craziest playoff, whatever you want to call it, that that I can remember. Uh, 
It's just because if you think of it, like if if things would have stayed the way they were, and we would have had this Atlantic bubble for for May the third, and you know we would have had Moncton going to Cape Breton to play yeah. Yeah. to play a one game, and then the winner playing Halifax. Look at where Nova Scotia is right now, and would have said that would have been completely shut down. Yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden Moncton's moving on to play Charlottetown. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, so, I mean, I think maybe Gilles Corto rubbed his nuts with the, uh, <laughs> you know, the uh, magic uh, crystal eight ball, and and you know saw that Nova Scotia was going to hit the hit the fan. So to think they came up with this sort of concept to to it was it was great. Like it's not something I want to see every year no uh but just given the circumstances I, I was i was a huge fan of it um not just because of how you know jamie tozer says uh the wildcats are wildcatting um but just how they performed and, and managed to um uh just to compete with with uh, bathurst and, and st john what's uh what's uh what's going on with this series against charlottetown what's the uh what's the latest you're hearing on how that's going to go down uh, well, um, I don't know if it's out yet. Maybe I'm going to put myself in trouble by saying that, but, uh, it's going to be played in Quebec. As long as the news comes out by Wednesday, you're good. Cause yeah, this doesn't exactly. come on so, Wednesday. Yeah, so I still have two days. Hashtag insider. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that the, uh, PI, uh, health public thing, uh, didn't, approve like um the titan to go there and without the 14-day quarantine so um they're moving they're going to do that in quebec so basically they don't have to quarantine once they get to quebec only when they come back that's not bad so yeah so i mean and from what i heard it's starting on may 8th so which is saturday i think um so yeah yeah that's the latest news unless, unless things change up until Wednesday, but that's what I heard from a, a pretty uh, reliable pretty source. Yeah, which is actually kind of funny because if you looked at the Islanders, you know, Facebook and, and Twitter today, they were telling fans, "Yeah, yeah, ticket pickup's going to be in a couple days here. Uh, just just hang tight. Uh, you'll get your tickets, and uh, you'll come watch the team." And yeah, no, that's yeah, uh, that, that is. is no longer happening. <laughs> there was no way that they were suddenly going to start allowing teams to come over to the island. And uh, I mean. And- it's not only that the quarantine thing, I mean, but I know that Islanders finished first. I mean, obviously they would have all my advantage, but yeah. you have advantage for the like three, I don't know if it's a three out of five or a four out of seven, but anyway, for the whole series, uh, basically the well, home ice advantage pretty much. You have fans of the building for every game. Yeah. The Titan just came out of uh, a nightmare round robins pretty some suspended players some injured players i mean it doesn't make any sense to give the islanders that big of an advantage i mean yeah obviously they will win unless the titan are like crazy good which i'm not even expecting but at least to give them a chance at competing so i'm kind of happy that it's moving to quebec um and hopefully that tv sports will actually show a few games i mean i'm I'm maybe being uh, a bit too uh, optimistic, but uh, <laughs> because I think with New Lyon, it's uh, it's a big a big mess every game, so I don't think we'll be able to see anything on New Lyon. But 
yeah, so that's where we're going from this point on. And um, I'm kind of I'm kind of happy that they will face Charlottetown. So just to see how good Charlottetown is, really. I mean, nothing nothing against Cape Breton and Halifax, but I mean, it's Cape Breton and Halifax. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I think you guys have a a pretty good shot, right? It's it's uh, you know, just I I think the the competition that that Charlottetown has faced, yeah, uh, might might give you know might give you guys a a bit of an edge in the first couple games. Like I'm not going to yeah. come out and say that you know Bathurst is going to win the series or anything like that, but no. I think uh, the the competition that uh, the difference in competition will will be somewhat of a factor in the first uh, the first game or two. Yeah, I would be happy with one win, to be honest with you. I mean, just one win, that would be more than happy. That sounds familiar, eh? We're getting uh, yeah, a playoff series. We just, sounds want, like, we just uh, want one win. That's all we're looking for. Just playoffs? Playoffs. Are you kidding me? Playoffs? Um, I just hope we can win a game. <laughs> we had, we had kind of talked about uh, earlier, like, when it was going to be an Atlantic bubble, we might get to play Cape Breton without playing them at all during the season. You guys played Charlottetown once, uh, yes. 4-2 lost but the teams are completely different you touched on a little bit um you know your your favorite goalie now Jan Brednar I mean him and Arsenal were kind of uh going back and forth and I I remember messaging Briar like why is Arsenal starting in the playoffs well he was like five and one against St. John so they were kind of playing the matchups but I mean Bednar back-to-back 40 saves efforts um how good does he have to be for you guys to uh to steal this series well, he has to be Creed Jones 2.0. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty simple. I mean, um, he, he has to at least, like, steal one game. At least yeah. one. Yeah. And God knows what happened after that with the momentum. and Because, like you said, the, the, the only game we played this year, Bednar was not here. Jackson Bellamy was not here. Jacob Melanson was not here. I mean... These these guys are three big pieces. Obviously, yeah. Melanson will actually miss the first two games because he's suspended. But it's a totally different team from the, at the beginning of the year. We have a legit number one goalie now. Yeah, Arsenal did some miracles before Christmas. But in my mind, he was never really a number one goalie. I mean, we have to be realistic. But yeah, yeah. now we have one. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that we can actually give Charlottetown a little ride. Um, like I said, I, I don't think we'll, we'll win, but I don't think we'll get like shut down in three games, like mm-hmm. seven to one, six to zero and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, I would, if I was to venture guess the, you know, the makeup of this series, I think Bathurst has got to stay disciplined. Um, oh, I know they, yeah. they've taken Melanson is getting quite a reputation as, you know, he's now suspended twice in one playoff series. Um, yeah, yeah. he's at three games now. And, you know, it's just Jackson Bellamy, I don't want to say gets away with things because he's Jackson Bellamy, but he's on the the, the edge, we'll say. Um, Jackson the bully? That's yeah, that's, that's what you called him, Jackson him. the bully, yeah. Um, I think this team, you know, they've got to stay disciplined, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the main key because, but we're kind of good in PK. I mean, uh, we, we're probably in the top team that this year got the most PK goals. Uh, Marketty already has two in the, the six-game um, round-robin, but still, I mean, it's not PK. I mean, it's five minutes penalties. We yeah. gave two to San John the last game. It can't happen again. I mean, that's that's crazy. Yeah. We uh, we touched on this a little earlier in the show. Uh, we'll just change the topic because, obviously, I'll get 
pissed off if we keep talking about more playoffs. Um, <laughs> what's uh, he's we, handling we, it well? Yeah, we, we talked about uh, next year's uh, Memorial Cup. What's your uh, who's your who's your guess on uh, on host or the Mo- next year's Memorial Cup? Um, obviously, I would love St. John because I could actually go. Um, but I don't think St. John will actually be candidate. I don't know why. I mean, there's an article that came out uh, last week about that. And I think, I mean, I'm looking at my crystal ball. Uh, I think that this this summer, St. John will have uh, some changes. A few, twe- a few yeah. tweaks. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Okay, right. Okay, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. You're, just, you're, just don't so- trade them any of them to Moncton. You don't need, don't need <laughs> well, them. Yeah, no, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to talk bad about St. John, but there's a saying in French that, uh, well, basically, I can see that in English. There's too many foremen, not enough workers. In yeah. That um, yeah. So uh, things have to change in St. John. If you think of going next year, it, it won't happen with the guy that they have right now. So anyway. Mm. Um, so Quebec would obviously be the top candidate. But I think Shawinigan would be nice again. Now, just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, we did not discuss this together as the three of us before. We got on oh, here. Yeah, she talked about that. Oh yeah, that was our quick question, and you just nailed all the teams that yeah. uh, that we thought about. Because I mean, showing again uh, this year is a really big disappointment. To, I mean, obviously nobody thought that Rumiski would win over them. Yeah. But I think that it will be a big kick in the ass for them, <laughs> and next year they will obviously go all in. I mean, it was already planned out for like three years now, um, so why not showing again? Yeah, I, that's that's what I said. I would like. Yeah. Uh, I would love to go back there for the Memorial Cup because, mm-hmm. like, I had the greatest ten days of my life. <laughs> he's he's still hung over from it. Uh, very very much. <laughs> um, I, I threw out I threw out Charlottetown as a dark horse. Oh yeah, because uh, they've never been to the league finals. Um, so for them to automatically get a bid to the Memorial Cup would be would be something else, you know. And it, it's a okay. it's, you know end of May is you know that's almost prime time that's when like all the all the shops at the downtown waterfront and that's close to home week isn't it yeah something like that something like that so all the all the little shops in downtown open up you know you're gonna get the like the uh the waterfront opens up you you can literally everything is within walking distance right you're you you at the delta is like right there in the waterfront it's prime uh it's it's prime and then uh you know, you just get everybody there, and you find a trivia night, and you bring back the uh, hashtag oh. will report to Bay Camo <laughs> trivia team. <laughs> they can host all their parties in the uh, the horse racing. There you arena, go. Yeah, right? yeah, perfect. Keep it all right there. You can uh, it's 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 a perfect setup. Yeah, like the yeah. parking lot is huge. There's a casino. Who wouldn't want to go party at the casino every night? How's the arena compared to Schwinnigan's? Well, um, let's let's just say I I would I do prefer the Schwinnigan arena. Yeah, okay. Um, because as as we've joked uh, a couple times uh, with with uh, with Aiden on the show is uh, when you go to get something to drink on the mezzanine in Charlottetown, you have to get your hand stamped. <laughs> uh, so um, that's a little different, and yeah. you can't walk around. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's literally you get to a point where you have where you're you're stopped, and it's all of a sudden the locker room, and it's blocked off. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know when they come and make a decision on. Uh, on host, I mean, obviously, you know, stuff like that comes and in, comes into play, and and you know, you don't want the mezzanine to be too cramped because you know, technically, there's still going to be COVID around uh, in in May of 2022. Hopefully, not a lot. Hopefully not but, a lot. Uh, but you know, it's it's always something that you have to you're going to have to worry about. Um, but yeah, Charlottetown was kind of a dark horse for me, just just because they're going to have the team. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. And all, all they'll need to do really is get a goaltender because, like I said earlier, Gooby is basically Gooby. Like it's he's, he's he's a good goaltender, but he's not a Memorial Cup yeah, goaltender. Yeah, he's not exactly. Yeah. Uh, I throw out Blainville, or I wondered if Gatineau was maybe just a year too late. I think, yeah, if it was like that discussion was happening next year, yeah, yeah. Gatineau would be like obviously the number one runner in my, in my book. Yeah. The brand new arena, a team at the top of the top pretty much. So, yeah. All right, well. But anywhere in the Maritime would be nice because obviously we could easily go. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I tend to agree with you. I think Charlottetown is just kind of in that weird, what do we do now? Yeah. Two years ago, it was we're gearing to the 2022 Memorial Cup, and now it's, uh-oh, uh, we don't quite have. And when you're hosting, it's easy to load up because you're going to give everything yeah. away to get to get what you want. Uh, you know, we don't want to let you get out of here without uh, talking nice about the Wildcats. You said you had some I mean, some nice things yeah. to say. You saw them two times up there, so or three times, I guess it would be, so... Um, I mean, they're a young team. They fought tooth and nail, climbed six injuries. Uh, you know, I joked we didn't get to see our full potential last year. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to see our full potential this year with all the injuries. So uh, you guys survived them. Just uh, just your thoughts on, on what this team uh, is. Well, honestly, I mean, for all your listeners and the Moncton Wildcats fan, you guys should and I hope are proud of your team because at the beginning of the year, I mean, if you would have said to anyone, oh, we will go in the round robin, well, pretty much everybody would like be like, what, the round robin? <laughs> what the hell is that? But, um, uh, and when actually games against Bathurst, against St. Yeah. John, nobody would have said like, yeah, sure, it's going to yeah. happen. But plus, without that, I mean, the list is going on and on, obviously. <laughs> you guys were amazing. And um, the, the future is bright. Uh, obviously, in defense, other than De Young, everybody is coming back. Yeah. So, which is a big thing for you guys. Plus, maybe you'll get uh, a certain uh, Jack Furlong. Jake, Jack, Jake, Jake Furlong. No, is it Jake? Jack. I don't know. You're breaking news are, are, to are, us. Are, do you mean? <laughs> do you mean? Because Furlong plays for the Mooseheads. No, sorry, uh, uh, Hopkins. 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 Sorry. Okay. Oh, no, yeah. Hopkins. Well, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not... Sorry. No. No breaking news there. I was like, "What the heck is he talking about?" It doesn't take yeah. much for. It so, takes a lot for Jeremy and I to be surprised. And if you're watching on YouTube, Hopkins our eyes went huge. Yeah. Coming. Obviously, it's going to be a big add-on at your defense. Yeah. And um, but I have two like big crush on two of play two players that you guys have. First of all, Thomas Darcy. He's going to be something. Yeah. I mean, the guy is already a leader. He's playing on the top part, but obviously on the top part, play without like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Name it. But yeah. he's, he's already confident at the blue line and he's, he has a really big shot. So I really like that guy. And I really like Alexi Daniel. Yeah. He's not, mm-hmm. big, he's not that big of a guy, but he's always playing a hundred percent. He's, I don't know. I just really enjoyed watching him. Obviously, there's Owen Stammer. He's like, I don't know why, but I call him Owen the Hammer. But I guess uh, Amel is the, <laughs> the hammer. hammer. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Owen the Hammer Stammer. <laughs> and as for Filion, obviously, I mean, he's going to be elite. Maybe yeah. not next year. He's going to be really good. But in two years, he's going to be an elite goaltender. He's so, he's so relaxed and net. Yeah, I mean he's 16 years old. That's crazy to see that. I mean I rarely see that from like a 16 year old uh, goalie. So you guys are 
pretty we'll be pretty happy in the next few years for sure but just to finish the moment at the end when when the titan actually scored in the second overtime yeah the moment that we that happened on the ice was probably the best moment i've seen in my whole life so basically the titan just moved at the the blue line and mcarthur looked at the ref and he shook his hand and the ref said nope and the Moncton Wildcats guy just turned around and they all merged together. All right. High five, like hugging each other. I mean, I almost went to tears. I didn't was, know that the ref said no. No, yeah. Brad Mills said no. Shocking. He was like, you did you did kind of a, a no yeah. movement. So, and then McArthur turned around and once the guy from the, the Moncton Wildcats actually turned around, he just merged together and the, yeah. the ref just didn't do anything, obviously. So, that was such a good moment. Uh, Zuroshi actually went to the dressing room, came back, and he talked to Hudson for a few seconds. I don't know what he said, but Hudson had a big smile on his face, yeah. given that his career was basically done in the queue. Um, so that was a really, really nice moment. Uh, and like I said to you guys, you guys are set up for what is coming in the near, fu- near future. Um and that's without Loshing, that's without Labelle, that will all <laughs> so be the, that a top six. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. And just a quick question. Sure. Do you, do you think Dahu will be back next year as a 20 year old? Ask me again in a month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ask, ask me again uh, the night before the draft. I kind of think he will be, and he'll leave at Christmas, is my, yeah. is my like thought. Like for it's pretty much. Yeah, like yeah. for Chain Spence. I don't, I don't think he'll be dealt like, uh, like Pelche was, but. Um, okay. I, I think he'll be here till Christmas at least. Ask me again the day before the draft. <laughs> I'll, I'll have an answer Perfect. for you. Perfect. All right. All right. Before we let you get out of here, uh, if fans want to stay tuned to Bathurst and how that series is going, where do they find you if they can speak French? Because I watched yeah, your lives so. and I couldn't understand it, but I was watching them. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Uh, so, yeah. So, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter is Solahoud Junior. Everything is Solahoud Junior. Uh, we're on YouTube. All the videos are coming out on Tuesday and Wednesdays. Uh, so just come into the ride and we're still going to do shows for about a month, month and a half up until the president cup is, is won. And after that, uh, we'll, uh, leave for until mid August, hopefully mid August, hopefully not later like this year. So, so you're covering the whole, co- the whole tournament, the whole playoffs, everything. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And you're doing the draft too, right? Yeah, we will do. Well, obviously I'm thinking I'm going to do like a live, like I did last year okay. uh, for the first round. Okay. Uh, I'm looking for a scout or two to join and uh, just to chat. He'll Hopefully. join. Too. He'll join. I'm, I'm not a scout. I'm no, a, but you're I'm you. A, I'm a critic. You could join on there, and yeah, I could. Uh, I could be the, the translator. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you could be the translator or the, or the monk. You could be the Moncton view on his live, right? This is uh, on the road to junior. Uh... <laughs> 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 All right, buddy. You have a good night and enjoy the rest of your playoffs. Well, thank you very much, guys, and uh, see you all next year. All for right. sure, man. All right, see you, bud. Now it's for the stick tap of the week. What a gem that guy is! <laughs> oh, eh? uh, he's he's uh, he's slowly creeping up to being the most uh, Requi- uh, guest, mo- highest guest. Jamie yeah. Tozer, I think, might have one one up on him. Yeah, Jamie at this Tozer, point. and then uh, Pat McNeil's now bronze medalist. Yeah, is for yeah going, that's right. For going medalist, Pat's the, uh, the a- third. Aiden is uh, Aiden's kind of in, sitting in fourth place right now. Yeah, and. Uh, 
uh, was it Richie? Richie's probably in you know fifth, fifth or sixth. Yeah, and, and we're hoping to have him on near yeah. the draft, so he'll creep up into the top of the list. So it's uh, it's a pretty good little core group we've got. Uh, we got yeah, going. Yeah, we were developing some uh, a good base. Yeah. of uh, of supporters, and yeah. uh, we want to we want to get that that list to grow. So if you're uh, into the, uh, the the junior hockey and you like to talk and you want you'd like to be on our show, um, please Hit our uh, DMs. Yeah. Uh, DM us and uh, we'll uh, we'll make some plans, especially for our uh, if you are in fact a scout Ooh, and yeah. uh, would like to join us for our uh, our draft special. Yeah. Uh, that would be even uh, even better. So uh, any uh, Q scouts or team scouts or uh, hockeyprospects.com or ISS <laughs> uh, neutral zone, all these uh, all the uh, scouting agencies out there uh if you're willing to come on for a draft uh draft episode i don't think adam would say no to that he sure would and i wouldn't uh i myself would not say no to that absolutely let's get to everyone's favorite part of the show eric murray realty buy a house from him stick tap of the week uh so the past few weeks uh unbeknownst to a lot of our uh listeners and attendees of the moncton wildcats hockey games uh, Adam and I have been sending requests uh, for songs to be played at the games. Um, so if you suddenly heard a Spice Girls song or a Backstreet Boys song <laughs> or, Britney or, Spears. or Britney Spears or an NSYNC song, that is us. And that is thanks to us. Or the one that uh, from the 06 playoff run that you oh, had yes, on there. Oh, yes. The Roy Jones uh, Can't Be uh, Can't Be Touched uh, that was uh, played on uh, Sunday. Um, so that was... Uh, Compliments of myself and Adam, but it wouldn't have happened without the uh, uh, musical stylings of DJ Tyler Mason. Um, so I would like to give uh, the stick tap of the week. It was going to be last week, but of course I was uh, non-COVID related under the weather. <laughs> um, I was going to give it to uh, DJ Tyler Mason last week, but I had to wait till this week. But uh, which is good because we went three for three on four Sunday. Four for four. And, oh, on, on, that's the, right. Yeah, four for four. We did. Uh, we got our circus by Britney Spears. Yeah. We got our uh, rolling, rolling by Limp Bizkit. We got the uh, what was my third one that the I said? Roy you? Jones. The right, the can't be touched, and then we had the uh, uh, thanks for the memories by the Fall Out Boy. So uh, we went four for four at the game Sunday. Uh, all thanks to you, Mr. DJ Tyler Mason. So thank you so much, and uh, we hope to have you back on the ones and twos, uh, <laughs> as the kids say, uh, next season so we can continue this And uh, what's funny is it tradition. started with you, actually, the, the Wildcats tweeting, if you want to hear a song, tweet your tune. Well, Jeremy did it. They never played it, so I... T- uh, we uh, Tyler the ladder. We escalated. Yeah, Tyler follows us on Instagram. We follow him, so I was like, you know what? Let's just Instagram this and see. And sure enough, night after night, I think we were the only ones that did it. So uh, it's uh, it's all brought to you by this guy. And don't expect that to be uh, to go away anytime soon. Maybe that'll be part of our trivia. You know, if you hear a certain song at a certain time, you got to tell us when you heard oh, it in yes. the game. Yeah. If a, we if we do song, something next a year, a song that doesn't fit into a 2021 <laughs> 2022 <laughs> hockey game. Probably coming yeah. from one of us, yeah. so uh, that could be a very good trivia question for next season. And I will say, your hey, uh, come on, Barbie, let's go party for Barbie Chef's goal. Pretty good. I right? think I like that was uh, that was really good. Um, honorary stick tap from last week. I'm just going to let everyone know that the foundation that Layla is running, Big Hearts Little Stars, looking for donations to the comfort boxes, uh, is now up and running. Um, you can find the link on our Instagram Wildcast Podcast. Just click on the link there. It's friendsfoundation.ac.ca. Uh, 
aka raisin.com slash UI slash comfort box campaign. But just go to our Instagram, um, hit the link there, and it'll take you right to it. You can donate. Um, she's one day up. Uh, she's looking for $7,500 as a goal for 100 comfort boxes, and she's at $853 after day one. So um, if you have time to donate, please go to our Instagram. Um, you can follow her, Big Hearts Little Stars, on Instagram. You can follow her on Facebook or just go to our Instagram page, Wildcast Podcast. Click on the link and donate if you're able. The Stick Tap of the Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. And that brings us to the Rosemary Lynn Massage Wildcast of the Week, the final Wildcast of the Week. Uh, Rosemary Lynn's Massage is now open, located at 1224 Mountain Road, Unit 6, uh, offering relaxing, therapeutic, deep tissue, mommy to be uh, any kind of massages you're looking for, you can get appointments now. Call Nicole at 830-1224 as well. You can follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, they got a promo right now. Last week I told you you get 15% off just for calling. Have you called yet, Boucher? Hmm? Have you called yet? Sorry, I fell asleep there. <laughs> uh, no, I have not. Uh, uh, I'm on vacation the week of May 24th to 28th. Ah, so, so I am likely going to... Uh, Head on, head on down there, and uh, yeah, enjoy my. Because uh, I, I've once you get a massage, you literally don't want to do anything the rest nope. of the day. <laughs> set for bed. Yeah, that's why I get mine. Uh, I get mine done usually late at night, uh, just before closing, and then I come home and I go right to bed. Uh, but they are running a promo right now uh, for May sixth, seventh, eighth. If you book a sixty minute massage, you get a complimentary scalp massage, a savings of twenty three dollars. The best part, though, the deal just isn't for your mom. Mother's Day is this Sunday. Don't forget about mom. But the deal is for anybody. But book your mom a massage. Just do it. Just do it. Book your mom a massage. Uh, the final Wildcat of the week goes to a young player acquired um, early this year. Um, I mean, he's he's. Uh, I lost. I kind of. Well, what, what can you say? Yeah, I lost for words. Um, it's a guy that just has come on. Um, he's played the last three games with Hudson Barbashev. Uh, he's found a nice little fit on that line. Played five game, five points in the last three games. He was a QMJHL Player of the Week uh, with one goal, four assists, including the game-winning goal last Wednesday uh, that was beautifully done with the Titanic music. Um, and he, he's a guy that could be top six next season, depending who's coming back and who's, uh, who's coming in. But we've got tons of time to debate that. For now, your Wildcast Wildcat of the Week, presented by Rosemary Lynn's Massage, is number nine, Connor Richard. Uh, that'll do it for it. That'll do it for this week. Again, thanks for everyone joining us. Um, it's been quite a year. We want to thank Johnny Rocket for joining us on the show today. Uh, we want to thank each and every one of you downloading the show on the podcast, watching along. Finally, as we got YouTube going, um, we can't thank you enough. You got one more weekend in you, hey? One more episode in you? Oh next yeah, week? yeah. We're gonna preview the uh, the yeah. team for next year, um, which is sh- should be good. I mean. Yeah. I can't see there being a lot of open spots, but uh, you know it's all it's going to be a battle. Um, you know, you, you got to look at uh, some of the guys that uh, that came in this year as a first year player, like uh, Gabriel Bernier. You know, is he is he someone that can? Did he show enough this year to to be on the team as a twenty year old yeah. next year? Um, someone like Owen Stammer, who you know, anytime you you come in the league as an eighteen year old in your first year. You you really have to to Impress. to prove yeah. that you belong because 
you know, once you get into the your 19-year-old season, it, it starts to be a numbers game, especially on a rebuilding team. Uh, you're going to go with a younger player. So, um, yeah, well, uh, I, like you said, with your, your walk out of the week, Connor Richard, I think uh, his play the past uh, – Last uh, couple of weeks has really shown that he deserves to be here. Um, so yeah, we'll 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 uh, be like uh, be like a worm in grade uh, twelve biology class. We'll dissect this team uh, <laughs> next week yeah. and uh, and see if we can maybe put some uh, pieces put a, together and put a final bow on everything. Yeah, we'll have an eighteenth overall pick that we'll have to fit somewhere in the lineup. Yeah. We'll have a probably third, a top fifteen euro pick. Yeah. Uh, that will have to fit somewhere in the lineup too. So How are they going to figure that out? I don't know. Uh, I think it comes down to what the OHL is going to do. Uh, literally, they're going to do a lottery for the o- for the OHL draft where it's every team's going to get one ball and then they're going to sh- draw balls and the first ball that gets picked out is first overall pick, second is second, third is third, so I sure on and hope so the forth. CHL doesn't do that for Euros. No, they shouldn't. I mean, you're, you're going to have... Because we had a full have, season, you have Q, played. Exactly. You'll have Q standings, and it's this year will be the Q's turn to have the first overall pick. Yeah. Uh, so it was Bay... Como. Bay Como yeah. was, was last overall, yeah. so they'll have the first pick in the Euro draft. Um, Moncton was... was uh, they'll have to go winning percentage, because a lot of dub teams yes. only played 24 yeah. games. So. Yeah, exactly. Go, like, so. Q... Like, just put OHL every third, you know? Like, yeah, basically. Give them every third pick and... Yeah. Go off, go off record. And it's, so if it's literally a team that has, you know, if it's an OHL team and they get the first overall pick, and you know they don't need to to, to take a Euro, even better in our in our yeah, yeah. our situation. You know, I've been watching, I've been watching the under 18s. There's lots of really good talent there. Uh, we can add that to the show next. Yeah, week. we can do that. So you know, if Moncton wants to make a splash with the Euro draft, um, you know, you're probably going to want to take one of those players that are in this this U18. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll 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 find some spots and we'll try to put together this lineup for uh, for next season. All right. Well, that means I guess we should probably also get a guest for next week because you know we usually end on a bang uh, with a big guest. So we'll see what we can do there. And then we're gonna take a bit of a break and we'll be back at June, getting you ready for the lead up to the 2021 QMJHL Virtual Draft, June 25th and 26th. As always, thanks for downloading the show. Thanks for joining us on YouTube. See you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.